Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome back. back. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Maker Vision podcast for episode 62, where we're going to talk about trying new stuff and like maybe getting our lives together and learning how to record and get back from vacation mode. Yeah. You said something and then immediately I had just hit the record button. You made some weird noise and then I couldn't do anything but laugh. So welcome back. And hello, everyone. Uh, hi, guys. Did you miss us for the past two weeks? I think it's actually more, though, without releasing an episode. It's Something. been two weeks of no episodes. Yeah. We hope you missed us. We hope you're still listening. But we also haven't taken a break in like a year. Yeah. Almost. I We missed... Um, my, I think we missed... I don't even know what day it is. My first episode i think that i missed recording with you guys was in the two-week hiatus might have been so but for those of you that didn't know i went on vacation and decided that i was actually going to stay on vacation and not do anything else trevor went on real life vacation i went and so we both went on podcast vacation Mm -hmm. and it forced me to go back to work which i guess is a good thing still don't know how i feel about it you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my bank account loves it, but me, I'm the jury's still out. Well, it's like being an adult all over again. <laughs> I've been doing adulty things. It's just not like traditional builds. I've been doing other things. Well, now that we're back, we will have the after show back for the Patreon supporters. So, if you are on our Patreon, then you'll have an after show for this episode. And if you want to look into it, it's patreon.com slash makervisionpodcast. Cool. There you go. That's That's our our one ad. Yep, that is our only ad. (laughs) I mean, this episode is brought to you by really hot coffee that burns your mouth. Mine's not hot because it took so long for us to get going. Mine is hot because I made it right before I came in the room. I need to get one of those saucers that, like, keeps it hot. Like a little hot plate for my coffee. That definitely sounds like something I wouldn't turn off and would burn my house down. <laughs> well, I mean, I would just set it in here while we record. Like, it wouldn't be a daily, mm. like an everyday thing. So, how's things been for the business? Good. I'm taking commissions again. And all of a sudden, I'm full to the holidays. And then wow. I've started turning... A- I don't know that it's calling turning away orders, but I've told several people this week that I won't talk to them until the new year. 
I wouldn't sense. say that's turning away. I would just say that you're, you know, giving them a delay or... Right. It's just, like... It's supply so, and demand. It's so difficult to take on. Because now, like, I'm sure every maker feels this way. It's October and we're headed into holiday and this is a time to make a, a good amount of money making a bunch of smalls. Which I could take on one large piece and make a good chunk of change, or I can take on several smalls. But I feel like I'll make more money making a lot of smalls versus one large. And if I take on a large project, I'm not going to be able to take on any holiday orders. So I'll just suspend so all those until the new year. I think that's debatable. So I, I agree with you for the holiday. I think it's debatable on whether you'd make more money or not. And the only reason I can say that is if you are batching out like 50 of something, like say you are making 50 cutting boards mm -hmm. and you are joining all the boards, planing all the boards, right. pulling up all the boards, like all at once, like you do like one big board and then you cut it down or something. I could see it being faster and make more money. But if you're doing like a, I'm doing one cutting board, and then I'm doing one of this, and then I'm doing so one of that. So far, I have 13 charcuterie boards I need to make. So I would agree that that would be faster and make more money, probably. And it hasn't gotten to the point where I've shut down holiday orders yet. Well, the I'm good mad. part about charcuterie boards is you can just stick them on the CNC. So only, well, a couple of them are going to be engraved, but there's not much. I meant for the cutout. For like, oh, for the handle and stuff shape. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just need. I think you. Well, you and I have talked about this before. Like, I just need like set templates for the CNC, and that would make life a whole lot easier. So if I had a set template for like a cutout of a charcuterie board, just throw it on. That'd be easier. Same with the monogram stuff. That while you're away, I tried to figure out how to do Inkscape on my own, and then it I'm not gonna lie, it made me miss you because I couldn't get it. And then I didn't want to bother you on vacation. So. I appreciate that. I wouldn't have answered. <laughs> I, I, so I will admit that I opened Instagram. And I I sent a few messages to people. Of like, you know, things I saw or things that were cool. Like the Millennium Falcon mm -hmm. at Disney World. And that's about it. I didn't, I don't think I posted at all. I didn't mm. do stories. No, you And just... it was a nice break. Like, Not I could see lie. that you had red messages, but then yeah. you were just ghosty. Like, mm -hmm. It felt nice. Not I bet. Lie. I think my hiatus has been contagious because you got, like, I took my hiatus from Instagram and then you took one. I know a couple other people that are taking them now. It feels nice one. to decompress from social media. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things, like... I, I give up trying to figure out what people want because you and I will post finished products that we think are amazing. We get good feedback from all our friends. We post it and it flops. And then somebody posts a video of like cutting the end of a popsicle and get 120,000 views. And I have no <laughs> idea how that even correlates, but it's like, I don't know what to do. I, so I'm going back to, I'm going to post whatever I want and people can like it or not. Yeah. It's, I'm, 
I don't really care. Like, if I'm not getting views, if I'm not getting follows, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to get sponsored anyway, so I'm not trying to get sponsored or anything. So I guess it doesn't matter if I break a certain amount of followers and things will be changing here on my Instagram very soon. The kind of content that gets produced, so. That'll be interesting. I really won't matter if I'm getting sponsorships. I won't say that I'm trying to get sponsored i'm because i i don't think it i don't view it as a sponsorship i guess i'm trying more to i guess work closely with companies on things that are mutually beneficial and not just be like give me your money you have some cool stuff in the works coming up with companies i have so i have one that i think will be really cool and it's one where it's like uh, the company is doing something for me. They're not sending me like tools or anything. They're just using one of the tools they have to print on some acrylic for me. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to send me the acrylic, which I sent them the acrylic. So it's like I, you know, I paid to buy it all. And they're going to print on it for me because the printing process is kind of specific to a certain machine and that machine is like a twenty thousand dollar machine so they're gonna send that to me and i'm gonna try it for a video and then they said you know if you share the link we can kind of see how traffic goes and then maybe we can do another project like this so that one's kind of like i'm trying to baby step my way towards working with them on projects where like I can send the material and they can print it and send it back, which that printing is not cheap. So I'm hoping that'll help. It's all fancy stuff. I haven't heard of that you're doing this week. Yeah, it really is actually. (laughs) Well, so, okay. So I haven't been getting orders. I've been getting requests for quotes, but then I get ghosted on all of them. I think this is going to lead us right into our topic too. It is. So I decided that I'm going to work on some YouTube videos while I'm waiting for some of these orders to either go through or not. I think the biggest thing is people come in around Christmas or, you know, just before Christmas, they want to quote for something and then they realize that they have to buy a bunch of Christmas presents for people. And then they are like, I'm, I'm just going to have to wait. Or they don't respond at all. Which, I don't think it's my pricing. Because a lot of you have said that my pricing is fine. And I've had a lot of people order it with the pricing that I have. So, right. it's like anything else. You'll get some people to say yes. You'll get some to say no. And sometimes you'll get waves of yeses. And sometimes you'll get waves of noes. But if I just got yes to everything, it means my price is too low. So, Correct. But anyway, I decided to focus on YouTube for the week. So I finished up a video actually before vacation. And I finished the thumbnail like Thursday. So that video is ready to publish on probably Tuesday. I'm trying to do one a week. Mm -hmm. 
And then that one should be helpful because it's one I get asked about all the time, which is what settings do I need for this material? <laughs> so the video is actually about finding the laser settings for the material you're using. Try not to catch your material on fire. Yeah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> definitely don't walk away from a laser while it's running. Same with your CNC. Mm -hmm. Just saying. But I have... I think I have like four YouTube videos with parts happening all at once. Jeez. So I have... <clears throat> The one we just talked about with the company printing on material for me. That's one video. I have those standoffs from Guyford, the LED standoffs, mm -hmm. to make a sign for my shop of my own logo for once. <laughs> so that's video number two. I just did hydro dipping last night, which is the new thing I did. And that's video number three. Did we? introduce what our topic is yeah right after we laughed okay <laughs> glad you pay attention i'm out of practice <clears throat> well the good part is we have never been very professional so it, but i think know. that's why either people really like us or really don't like us um honestly if we had if we had five listeners and it's the five listeners we talk to on a daily <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't care. So, um, do you need to explain what hydro dipping is? Because that's something I had to Google this week. So, maybe for our listeners, they might want to know what that is. So, or does everyone know what it is but me? Probably. <laughs> so, it doesn't hurt my feelings. So, there's, diff I mean, there's different methods. You can either use like paint, or you can use like these films that you buy. The films obviously are more patterned and I'd say more precise on what you're going to end up with. The method I used was the cheap method, which <laughs> was buy a tub that you can put water in and use spray paint because I have loads of spray paint. So what you do is you fill... Like, it could be a bucket, or I used, like, a tote. Like a Rubbermaid type of toad. Toad. Tote. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. <clears throat> you toads. spray paint on the surface, and it's kind of messy, which I knew it'd be kind of messy, but it was messier than I expected, because, like, paint would hit the surface of the water and then, like, ricochet off, mm -hmm. and I didn't really, I didn't think about that. So it kind of sprayed on the table. So weird with you being an overthinker in like worst case scenario. Honestly, with this project, I went into it like the only thing I did research wise for this project was what you need to hydro dip. That was it. You totally approached it like me, like yeah. bare minimum research. Just get the supplies and go for it. And then you're like, ah, bam, I yeah. didn't think this one through. So that, I mean, that's kind of what I did. I was just like, okay, fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> And tried it last night, and it's, I'd say it was a minor success. The, it worked. It did work. The thing that 
didn't work is the piece that I cut was so intricate that the dipping process couldn't get into all the crevices. And I think it's because of the orientation in which I dipped it. Because I dipped it straight up and down. And there's a lot of cuts, so I don't think it could get into the sides. So I think the next time I do it, I'm going to try to dip some flat and then some vertically and then see if there's a difference. But it was it was trying to live up to the brand name and truly experiment with something I've never done <laughs> that I thought was cool. They did turn out pretty cool. Like, I think this one's probably my favorite. The, it's so bright. The lime green and the purple. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I will say is the type of paint you use definitely seems to make a difference. Because I had some gloss paint, I had some satin paint, and I had, I think, flat. And I think this one was gloss. And it actually, you know, if you, I don't know if you've done this before, but if you put paint like on water and you try to like run your finger through it, if this one like started to dry really fast, so like when, when you took your finger through the water, instead of it like mixing together and making swirls, Mm -hmm. the paint would drag with my finger. Like it would cure somehow on the surface of the water faster than other paints. So when you go to dip it, you're basically dipping it through like this clump of paint instead of well, dipping it through. I wonder if it's not that it cured or if it's just like because it is glossy, like it's not as water-based. So when it That's my dilute, thinking. Yeah. Because, I mean, I watched YouTube videos where people said that gloss paint was the best, but gloss paint seemed to work the worst for me. Hmm. I but I might not have too, done like, it right either. So right, or if it's because it's like old paint or something like that. The water was also room temperature. I don't know if it needs to be hotter or if it needs to be colder. or I don't know. So if you know anything about hydro dipping, feel <laughs> free to email me at makerexperiment. What? Amakerexperiment at gmail.com. Or message me on Instagram. There you go. Because I would like to do more videos with it and try different things. Yeah, you can do like keychains and stuff like that with it too. So I want to make... So if somebody wants to do this with me, I want to try to make a hydro-dipped sign. Like a name sign. How just big? to see what happens. Like just like a nursery type name? Yeah. Like a, just like, a little you know, sign? I mean, I could probably do it for my kids, but... How much stuff do your kids have from, like, you making, like, trial run stuff? Um, they have a bunch of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with them, but has their name on it. Like, sports. (laughs) Um, they had... So, some of those nightlights I did... Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a good story. I put my bottle of super glue in the drawer of that laser cabinet I made. Mm-hmm. And I put all those acrylic inserts into that drawer. And evidently, it tipped over. It had the cap on it, but there was a slit in the nozzle that I didn't see mm-hmm. of the super glue. So super glue leaked out onto the bottom of the drawer 
and stuck to all those acrylic inserts. So now they're like adhered to the bottom of that <laughs> drawer. Uh-huh. And I actually, I there's pieces I still can't get out, but I was trying to pull them out and broke like four of them in half. Jeez. But yeah. You know, they have random crap. I have not made them signs yet. And it's because they always change their mind on what they really want. Because making them a name sign is just too easy. So I was like, well, you can do like a unicorn or a mermaid or whatever. That's too many options. And well, and then one time they want a mermaid. The next time they want a unicorn. (laughs) Now I think my... Youngest would probably want Slinky Dog because her favorite ride at Disney was Slinky Dog Dash. There you go. My oldest loves Space Mountain. Dude, no, I'm not. It's too adventurous for me. I love it. I'm I'm just sitting here getting anxious just talking about it. You don't like roller coasters? No. <laughs> oh, I love them. How you haven't heard my reenactment of my visit to Disneyland this year is beyond me. Because I like, think I did hear it, but there's like it's one of my friends. Well, I was just telling the story a couple of weeks ago. One of my friends recorded it because she couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I swear to God, if you put this online, I'm gonna be so mad. But she like, so I don't want to put. I don't want it recorded forever because it's embarrassing. I'm a wiener. Like I can't handle being on roller coasters. I don't like rides. Like, and we keep going to these theme parks. I think it's some great idea, and then we get there, and I have instant regrets. Maybe so. that's why you don't like theme parks. Yeah, I probably. I'm all down for holding the backpacks and churros, man. Like I, that's fine. You see, all I'm, rides. I'm all about riding the biggest thrill ride there. No, that's no. Which, My feet are meant to be on the ground. At Disney, the only, the biggest thrill one was probably Rock and Roller Coaster, the Aerosmith based one. Mm-hmm. But it it's the only roller coaster at Disney that goes upside down. That's not supposed to happen in in life. I like them because they like corkscrew and they nope. do the loops and stuff. Nope, corkscrew. That sounds like a dangerous word. Well, the interesting thing is, my daughter, I did not think would like any of that. Both of them went on Tower of Terror and loved it. Oh, see, they don't have that at Disneyland anymore. It's the Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy yeah, now. Yeah, they, they changed it. Mm-mm. I thought for sure they would hate us so because my... which we didn't even we're like hey we want to go on this ride do you want to go and they're like yeah we're like it's scary like it drops like your butt will come off the seat they're like we want to go then they went they're like, that was awesome can we go in it's like, okay so we had the fast passes and i sent my boys love roller coasters and all that stuff they had already done the credit coaster and all that and i was like okay yeah. you too go on Guardians of the Galaxy and then you come and report back and tell me if I can handle it because you know I'm a big weenie. And so when they came back and they looked a little ghost white, I was like, nope. Next ride it is. So So one of the coolest things that's not really like a thrill ride, this is way off topic, but it was the Avatar Flight of Passage. So I don't, do they have Soren at Disneyland? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So around the world or whatever. So it's like, so Soren was like you're in a hang glider, and you have that big screen in front of you. Okay, well. I went on it. So this is like this huge screen in front of you, just like Soren. 
instead of being all linked together in one hang glider, you each have like your own thing that looks kind of like a motorcycle that you get on and it like holds you in. And then when you're you're riding on the back of one of the creatures from Avatar. So you'll you'll tilt with it like you're on the back of it and you're banking around a turn or like you'll go up when they're going up and you'll go down when they're going down and it would spray you in the face if you got too close to water. Like it was really immersive. It was really cool. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite rides. Yeah, yep. Many it was awesome. But anyway. <laughs> See, that's I guess trying some new things. I'm not about to try those new things. I will try pretty much any thrill ride. Like there's a there's a five hundred foot oh. jump off the stratosphere here. No, where you're like that attached has to, to a be bungee. so unsafe. You're attached That's... to something. No. Did you see on... This is totally off topic. Someone near here was skydiving last week and he fell into a big rig and died. That's where he landed. On the freeway. He was way off course then. See, this is why we're not supposed to be in the air jumping out of planes. Our feet are supposed to be on the ground. So, skydiving is one of those things I would do one time. No, that's all it all it takes is one time. Well, yeah. It's the last time. It's not Could a, be. Okay, this isn't... When I'm older, if I'm like... And your life insurance is paid up? If I'm like 70, I would totally do it once. No. Because you're strapped to somebody the first time. They won't let you go by yourself the first care. time. Unless you go through a bunch of classes. Nope. Anyway. I think it'd be fun. Anyway, back to trying new things. Try something new. No, not like that. I'll build new stuff. Most of what I'm trying to do on YouTube is new to me stuff lately. I'm going to have to bite the bullet here real soon and make some YouTube videos. It's... I have some cool ideas, I guess. It's just a matter of doing them. So I will tell you, it takes like four times longer to do whatever you're doing if you're filming it. Well, it's I'm going to do it for my non-build stuff, if that makes sense. Because it's so hard to like... I think I just need... If I want to do videos of me building, like I just... I need like a dedicated recording device. So what device. you want is a vlog. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? I guess so. Well, what do you want to record? Well, like you just work no, in I'm the shop? For like Instagram posts, like if I want, like when I try to do it off my phone, it's just mm -hmm. too hard. Like moving so it that's and all why... that stuff. Like I think oh, I do. Yeah. I need to get my GoPro set up and set it out there so I can just cut that footage. So but... I, part of the reason I bought that camera to do video mm -hmm. was because my phone would overheat or it would like run out of memory all the time. And since I bought a dedicated camera, that doesn't happen anymore. So that alone will be a lot nicer. See, this is the problem. I've started working again, and now I just want to spend all this money on like new equipment and stuff. It was way easier when I wasn't really doing anything. So, well, you have the benefit that your wife would probably come out and video record for you if you wanted her to. She would, if I asked her, if she was home. So then you don't have to have, like me, I have to set up 
the tripod like 15 different times. Well, it's funny because your wife is home. She just no, doesn't she's like not. You. She's not home. Well, right, like ever when you record stuff? She's usually watching my nephews when I'm recording stuff. Oh, so she goes over there to do it. Yeah, that's usually when I work on stuff is when she's babysitting. Just using so, yourself. <laughs> your tripod. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I think I set up the tripod like three different times. Aim my GoPro like four different times during the hydro dip, and the hydro dip was only like a minute. It's nuts. Like to try and film you doing something, it's it just it's like four times longer. Well, and I don't have the right kind of lens mm-hmm. to get the shots that I want, so I'm trying to figure out like how to position the camera to get the kind of shot I'm looking for, and it's still not the shot I want, but yeah. I can't get the shot I want. Sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'm like, man, this would be really cool if I could capture it, and it's like, but I would need like the camera like strapped to my head. So there, there's a shot that I wanted <laughs> I'm just gonna where start. like it would look in from the side of the water. Mm-hmm while it's being dunked so you just see like the item going through the paint and going from clear to colored Mm -hmm. i thought that'd be a really cool shot but i could not get a good angle with the lens i have so it's kind of like it's too far zoomed out got it to get both like it'll get both but it's it's so far away from what's happening that the clarity and I guess the close-up part is just not there. I think I just lost Martina. Day one back, and you're already crashing. I know, it's super weird. I haven't had issues in a long time. I'm still trying to get Zoom to work. You're just trying to do it for the listeners. Trying to keep it real. (laughs) I want them to feel sorry for me so they pay for our Patreon so I can get better internet. There you go. <laughs> I can't see you on Zoom though, so I'm trying to launch Zoom because I don't know. This is just too much. There we go. You're back. Hey. Okay. Everybody, okay. welcome back, Martina. <laughs> All right. So trying new things, like get my internet to stay on. That's new. You cut out, and I don't remember what you were saying. We were just talking about headlamps. It's not. It's not important. Yeah, probably not. So what new things are you trying? Well, this wine cabinet that I'm building is, I've been subcontracted for it. So it was really nice just to be like, here's the dimensions. You have free reign to make what you want. And then just have it done by this day. So that's definitely new, not having client input and everything. But just the assembly of it alone has been like it's all datoed, glued together, and not a technique that I've done before. And I'm kind of not trying anything fancy, but it's all new and different. So that's been nice. And then I feel I feel like a real woodworker again. I don't know because I've taken so much time off, and now I'm back at it that I I feel pretty good about it. I guess. I mean, math's been a little bit hard, and I feel like all. <laughs> Like, you know, you start to, like, easily remember, like, fraction of decimal conversions, like, and now I'm, I forgot all that, and I have to relearn it, and I'm having to Google stupid stuff that I was, like, easily remembering before, but. Like, like the decimal version of one-eighth of an inch? Right, like, stupid stuff like that, like, you know. What is it? 0.125? Okay, just yeah. making sure. <laughs> Pass my SATs? 
Yeah. But even like that, I finally finished the freaking coat rack for my entryway, which I think I've been talking about for like six weeks now. But that was a hiccup too. That was not on my part because the hooks I ordered turned out not like they were supposed to be. Yeah, I remember that. Amanda doesn't use it, by the way. Of course not. So it's for her purse that she bought, and she still puts it the her purse in the kitchen chair. I don't know if it's like she kept asking me if the freaking coat rack was gonna fall off the wall. Um, I've never had anything I build fall off the wall after I put it on the wall. I don't know if she just thinks her purse is too nice to be on the coat rack. If she's judging me, what's happening there? But it's also just a purse, so if it hits the ground, it's okay. If you anchor it right, then you shouldn't have any right. Problems. So. <laughs> I'd, I'd used drywall anchors because I couldn't get it in studs like based off where the keyholes were but I did keyholes for the first time and trying something new I was like this is way easier and it's technically supposed to be flush to the wall but I found out how like bowed my wall is once I, I usually with things that anchor to the wall if I'm like building something and doing it I'll either put a hole somewhere that won't be seen that I can drill through the back of whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. or I'll do like a French cleat I tried um like I was gonna just go through the hooks and screw that straight into the stud but the spacing because I had so many hooks and then the yeah. placement of it on the wall it didn't work out and it's like a half wall like half length of the wall so the studs are not as I feel like they're not like where they're supposed to be. But when I hug my wall control, I have like one panel, I think completely in studs. And then the panel that's right next to it, one side is in studs. The other side had to use drywall anchors. And it's because my studs, the studs in the garage are not uniform. It's like one spot will be like 16 on center. The next spot will be like 22 on center. I I don't have any rhyme or reason to why it was done that's that how, way. That's how I feel felt when I was putting up the lumber rack because I was like, it's right under a window, so I know there's a stud mm-hmm. like here and here. And I'm like, there's no studs here and here where it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. it would be in a house. So I don't. I feel like they just get lazy when they build a garage or something like that, where they're like, it's well, it's, it's fine. It's less uh, less structured. I was gonna say it's less scrutinized from a code Probably. standpoint. So they get lazy. Like, my garage has an interior door on an exterior wall. Because it doesn't lead into the house. It leads into the garage. So they can do that. Or so According to code, at the time they built my house, it was allowed. But now, it's like, okay, well, now that's why it's delaminating. Because you used an interior door on an exterior wall. You stupid people. So I swear, when I see people build houses, I'm like, did you have a brain when you <laughs> built the house? Because we have, there are only like five lights in our house. And all five are in the living room and kitchen. There's none in any of the bedrooms. That's old school. Yeah, like it has the stupid switch turns on the outlet crap yeah. that I hate. That's old. When was your house built? Yeah. The 80s. Yeah. It sucks. It's dumb. So. Stupid. There. I'm getting my patio cover installed in a couple weeks. And 
it's going to have electrical in the patio cover because it's insulated. Oh, that'll be cool. So there... Beer fridge. <laughs> I already have the beer fridge in the backyard. So they were going to try and steal that electrical for the patio cover. And I was not about to lose that because that's my dedicated little spot. Um, So there's like kind of home rigged electrical on the backyard from the previous owner that they're going to take that power and use it for the patio cover and make it right. And I won't have the janky job anymore, but now it frees up some electrical. So I'm hoping that I can take that and cause it's literally Romex run under my eaves from my panel all the way to my patio cover, which is like on opposite ends of the house. Wow. Technically to code because it's under the eaves, but it's terrible. So I'm hoping now that that's not going to be out there anymore, that I can put that like steel from that breaker into the garage and I can put 220 out there. Do it. So that's what I'm hoping is going to happen because I have my jointer on 110 right now and it's like not enough power for it. Yeah, I need to switch mine over. And then, but I also don't use mine that often. Hopefully, if I go 220, maybe I'll get myself a soft stop. So um, I still run mine on 110. See, I could do it on 110, but I feel like it just would be so much more powerful and smooth running on 220. And I do like I would do a lot more hardwoods than you do anyways. So to be on 220, yeah. it'd be nice. So when I bought most of my woodworking machinery, I was going to do woodworking. And I did for a while. But then like our market was so flooded. When I was in South Carolina, because there were, you know, 40 other people trying to build the same kind of stuff. So then I got into lasers and... I feel like that... But it's, I got such a good deal on the woodworking equipment, I don't want to sell it. I want to get rid of it. So you're it's kind of like, do I have it, yourself. but I don't use it a lot. Um, hmm? I said You're still going to eventually do stuff for yourself, so you need all the equipment anyways. Yeah. That's also something you tried this week. You tried woodworking because you made yourself a cutting board. I did. It's not done. <laughs> no way. And the reason it's not done, so it's glued up. Uh, um, and I, so I had the strips cut from long, and I had my friend actually cut them for me. But apparently, we didn't check that his blade was ninety degrees to his table because they're angled just slightly. So when I glued them up, edge grain style, they uh, are not flat on the top or the bottom because they're mm-hmm. slightly cut at an angle so i need to send it through either the planer or take it over to his drum sander and send it through the drum sander i'd put it through his drum sander and save your planer that's what i want to do so it's just it's just getting the time to go over there and that's one tool i could use more often is a drum sander for sure i have a buddy who is he's like basically a handyman and he's looking for shop space and so i'm hoping that if he gets it then i can rent space from him because i know he wouldn't use my tools and then i wouldn't have to pay full rent on a place which would be nice yeah so aside of the size of my garage i love it because i (laughs) i've done a lot of work to it right like, because I have 220, and I have 
air conditioning and insulation. And, like, I love it's mine nice right out now there because now. the temperature outside is perfect for working in it. So we'll see in a couple of weeks. I'll be miserable because it'll be cold. So, so I'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks how I like it because I'll be using the heat pump part of the... Maintenance. The air conditioner unit I bought has heat in it too. I just need to move the outlet back so I can plug it in. So I will say that it has made it so much better from a um, cooling standpoint to work out there when it's like 100 degrees outside. I bet. Because I can, I can go out there and not sweat, which is unheard of for where I was, where I was like dripping buckets of sweat. <laughs> so it's a lot nicer though. Oh, I also cut leather, but that was before vacation. I cut leather for the first time on the laser. It's pretty cool. It was cool. Does it stink? <clears throat> yes. I bet. But it was, it was thicker. I don't know what, so leather, like you judge the thickness based on like ounces, like two ounce leather, mm -hmm. three ounce leather, four, I think, don't quote me because I could be wrong. And I think this was the thicker stuff, because it's definitely thicker than what a wallet would be. So cutting through it was actually kind of difficult, because it's tough. And so it did, like, really char the edge, and it kind of charred part of the surface. Mm -hmm. But that's the collaboration pro project with Ethan. So I sent it to him and said I tried to clean off the burn marks, but I couldn't really do a good job at it. Let me know if you have a way to do it. If not, this is going to be what it looks like, and it's just going to have a charred look, and that'll be fine. See, that's what I think is nice about having some downtime and, like, and not having commissions. Like, obviously, it sucks because it's money and everything, but you get the time mm -hmm. to be creative and get inspired and think of new techniques and designs. But then you keep putting that stuff out there into the world and showing people what you're capable of so that maybe you get a different type of order than you would normally get. Which is cool. So my hope is that, like right, so right now, like everything's under the Maker Experiment Company, mm -hmm. like everything I make. But it's so diversified, it kind of dilutes the core, right? Because the core of the brand is signs and sign work and custom tumblers. So if I if I get customers that want to start buying like leather cut stuff or even like the small like you know ornaments and keychains and that kind of stuff doesn't really fit the core brand so if i ever get to the point where that starts making enough sales i might spin it off into its own like subsidiary mm -hmm. under a different name so that it's separated but still part of the overall that's like long-term yeah. thinking. Because I, I kind of think that the sign work is where the main brand should go. Because that's what I build the majority of my Instagram around. And it's what you like to do. Yeah. But I like doing these one-off things too for fun. And if they happen to get people that want to buy them, then I... As long as it's something that I feel comfortable enough doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm actually, I actually emailed like 10 people this week 
of various industries and companies and brands. So like I emailed the local leather supplier to find out if there's somebody at the company that would be willing to um, work with me on some laser cut stuff Mm -hmm. so that I can learn how to like clean leather and how to like prep it for glue up, like basically take classes with them, but gear it towards stuff that's been laser cut instead of like die cut. That's cool. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. I emailed like three interior designers to see if they would want to work together. And then I emailed, I actually emailed the venue where we got married to see if the wedding coordinator ever had like need for signage or rental stuff for weddings. Yeah. And then I emailed like three or four companies related to signage and printing and stuff and i had a phone call with uh the standoff company because they wanted to know like what i was going to do with the standoffs and they were interested in learning about it and they said yeah let me know when you're done and send me the link to the video because i'd love to watch it so if i can get in with the standoff company that could be cool to try out some different standoffs and see what can be done that's cool so I'm working on that kitchen and bath redesign. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's actually bigger than that. It's a kitchen, two bathrooms, and a laundry room. That is redesigning. No, it's like oh. hired for. So this is for a client. I gotcha. So I'm trying to figure out how to let's see, trying something new. Trying to figure out how to get that on instagram and to get that on youtube and to film because it's like i don't know that anyone wants to just see me like shopping and picking out tile and like oh i think this is pretty it's going to go together so that's what i'm trying to figure out how to incorporate into my channel i don't know that go ahead i with things like that if you're like going to the store and you're picking up things and you're talking about like what you're trying to do with the design it almost seems like you need a vlog type channel so that's where things are headed kind of so the only thing i'll be building out of these projects is (laughs) like a cutting board for their Mm -hmm. built-in cutting boards for their um cabinetry like because they just have the stock one that came with the cabinets but they're not the original owners of the home so it's a used cutting board and you don't know who used oh, the cutting board before and you what's don't know how they it. used it yeah. exactly so um i was like man it'd be sick if we did like a walnut cutting board and then so you could see like that accent of walnut coming out of the cabinetry or something like that um so that's like the only thing i'm actually building um but it's been pretty nice to not have to like get my hands dirty on this project and just go around and picking out stuff um so you're it's becoming just... an interior designer. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of the brands has done on the back end before, but it's really with taking on these commissions because it's holiday, it's been really difficult to figure out how to prioritize clients and build and deadlines and when to say no to business and when to take on business because obviously like this could definitely be a full-time gig until it's done. 
Like I can definitely pour several hours a day into it until I have everything picked out and the contractors putting everything in. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's not that easy because I still have to take on commissions and make money and build and get my hands dirty and have those client relations with everyone else. So it's been really interesting trying to figure out how to prioritize and keep myself organized. Well, and with with things like that, when you're working with contractors and other people to show up on time or do their stuff on time <laughs> or finish their part on time, inevitably something's going to go wrong. So there's one guy basically that I'm in contact with that will sub out for everything. So he'll get like the person to install the tile. He'll hire the painters, all that. I just have to like, it's not like I have to make sure it gets done, but you have to show up and make sure it's like what you picked, you know what I mean? And that yeah. it's all flowing together. So. You're kind of the project manager. Yeah, basically, which is nice and fun and the style that is going in there is not 100% my style, so I feel like it's a little bit of a challenge for me, which is good. But then trying to not be insulting to someone else's style is pretty tricky. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to replace this part too, right? And they're like, oh, no, we like that. And Okay, okay, we could, we could work with that. It's like, god damn, that's straight from like 1994. Why are we keeping that in the house? So. Our backsplash in our kitchen is something that needs to be changed but at the same time i'm like it's so much work their budget's pretty healthy which is nice and they're not changing out the cabinets they don't want to paint the cabinets either um they're gonna get new vanities in the bathrooms which i mean you can get like a stock vanity for not a crazy amount if or they'll paint what's in there um yeah and their only appliances they're getting is a fridge and maybe a cooktop since they're getting new countertops so I was like, if you're going to get a cooktop, you might as well get it in now so that they can cut the stone to fit right. that. Because it's not yeah. like it would suck to be an afterthought. And then especially if the cooktop you end up with is smaller than what you have now. So you, yeah. You're not going to be able to grow that stone. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, there's a lot of things I want to do in our house. It's just the time i've been spending other places oh this us putting in our new patio cover the patio cover is 351 square feet it's big that they're replacing big. um when we had that little earthquake it just destroyed what i had out there because it already had like dry rot but it shifted the wood and the beam that's supporting it is now cracked and then come some of like the slatted wood has is starting to fall down so we got to get it done before it starts to rain but this has opened up a can of worms for us because we like pretty things. So now we're going to have this new patio cover. So I'm like, oh, now we need new. We have tile underneath the patio cover now. Now we need new tile out here. Now we're going to have mm. to paint the house. Now we need a new countertop in the backyard, which will mean we need new patio furniture. So it opens up a can of worms, man. I think so. My theory on things right now. Is if things are breaking, I'll get them fixed. If things like need to be repaired or replaced, I'll do that. But until my kids are old enough to stop like making messes on things and <laughs> you know being kids, there's no point to do like the super nice things we want to do mm -hmm. until like we know that they'll take care of them. 
Yeah, because your daughter's just going to John Cena something that you just put in the house. And well, it's more out. like they'll probably draw on it or stick stickers on it or whatever. <laughs> Which, I mean, is not a big deal in retrospect. But there's like... So there's one part of our house where it's in the hallway. It's right next to a closet. And they put like... uh what looks like a cabinet like a lower cabinet mm-hmm. and they put like an upper cabinet then there's space in between yeah so it kind of looks like a, they stuck kitchen cabinets in the middle of right. the hallway and it's supposed to be your laundry mm-hmm. or your like you know, linen towels. closet type thing mm-hmm. yeah like linen storage it's so stupid because the top cabinet is maybe like nine inches shorter depth wise mm-hmm. than the closet right next to it so you're losing like nine inches of storage there. And then you have that big gap in the middle that you're just losing storage. Or it becomes a flat surface, so you're just stacking random crap on it. And then the bottom one is just the cabinet. And that one's okay, but it's still like, you know, the 80s, like, oak-looking yeah. type of furniture. And I hate that look. So what I want to do is rip those two out and do a built-in closet. And storage. That'd be nice. it doesn't have to be a closet per se, but like a, cause I, like, I don't want to have to like put two by four framing and drywall in. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of just building like basically a wooden faux closet. So it would still have doors, but it wouldn't need drywall and just make it flush with the wall on both sides. And then just make it a big closet from floor to ceiling. See? It's all a matter of time. Yeah, well, that's the time. issue. Yeah. It is, like, it's it's literally, like, a weekend project if you hit it hardcore. Yeah. But I, it's one of those things that I I just don't have. I always like, like, people that weekend. it's like, oh, you design spaces. Your house must be, like, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm busy designing other people's houses. How do I design mine? Yeah. So. Well, and then I gotta. I'm just gonna need to get rid of stuff. Like that mattress. But, yeah. But we have. So I have all this space, or like the wall I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I have all this space above, and to the left. And I have, you know, those like, plastic. Containers with drawers, like the plastic mm-hmm. drawers that pull in and out. You know the things you get in college. I still have one of those. That's like in the corner. It's barely accessible. And right next to it, it's one of those Ikea cubed shelves. So what I want to do is get rid of, because the printer's on the cube shelf. So what I want to do is actually do like a bookshelf there and get rid of that plasticky thing mm-hmm. and take everything out of it and put it in like little storage bins and stick the storage bins on the bookshelf and start like freeing up floor space getting your life together yeah well the big i think once my kids are older and like are big enough to like help with things and actually um keep it cleaned up it'll make a big deal or a big difference because we i mean we have i have like a tube tv from when i was in high school throw that away the only reason we have it, it has a VCR, is because it's it? the only thing we have with a VCR. <laughs> it's the only reason. 
you can, that pretty, do that can you buy vcr on amazon and just have that for when you need it you last time i looked it was like a few hundred bucks to get a vcr because it was like it was when they like i think they had just stopped making them or something it was it was an absurd price at the time oh, i'm gonna lose you yeah, again. like there's no on amazon if you're trying to get a vcr all right there's like none this is after show content right here of us looking for stuff online. Yeah. Are, I anyway. don't know what time we're at because I got cut off. 58 minutes. I think that's but good. it's really like 50 minutes. <laughs> well, we're way off topic now. Oh, we've, we're always off topic. The, so, anyway. The whole point is try something new. I think so. Because Challenge yourself. I, so, for me... I think YouTube is going to be my outlet for that. Yeah. Because it's like content and creative freedom. Yeah. And I, the reason I did YouTube or started YouTube more was because I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I did it is because I wanted to put my brand on a platform that wasn't just Instagram. Because I have a feeling like Instagram is gonna start it's changing, dropping. Because based off like what I've seen, traffic wise, mm-hmm. they're fo- Facebook bottom, and now they're turning it too much into ads buy our ads to yeah, get traction, content. and it ruins the platform. So my hope is to build another audience on YouTube that will you know help me gain traction as a brand until you know the next social media platform i I know there's tiktok or whatever but i don't know what social media is going to be next right so and then i another new thing that i did was i signed up or i signed the business up on yelp Oh, look at you go. So my friend Ken told me to do it because he's seen a lot of traffic from Yelp locally. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you put your business on there for laser engraving and stuff. And I was hesitant at first because I thought you had to have an address people could go to. Oh, And uh it looks like you don't have to have one. Mm -hmm. Granted, you may not get as much traction for it or whatever. But I signed up, so it's going through the approval process now. Nice. It's been like a day or so. That's cool. But I'm going to load pictures to it and try to get local business. Then you don't have to worry about shipping since you're so successful with that. Honestly, like, I'd rather do local stuff. Well, yeah, for sure. of shipping, for sure. And it's cheaper because you're not paying 50 bucks to ship something. And you're not taking the time to package it and everything. Yeah. Which, I mean... If it's going to, like, Phoenix or California or somewhere on the west side, it's not so bad. But when you're shipping it to, like, Virginia or Maryland, it definitely gets tricky. Because you kind of have to package it with the assumption that they're going to punch it, kick it, (laughs) throw it off a bridge. Definitely if they see your logo on it, too. I... So funny enough, the last few I didn't spray my logo on, and they all survived. 
<laughs> the ones I sprayed my logo you on keep getting broken. Twisted. I don't know. I think they don't like me. But anyway, those are the new things I've done. So hydro dipping, leather work, and Yelp. I guess my new thing is just working with you. Well, now you're going to do video, and you're going to be all inspired. Let's hope. Until you move the camera 15 times, and then you're like, this is for the birds. I've noticed I back to not posting because I'm like, this is too difficult. <laughs> Trying to get the footage. It I'm is. working, though. I started storing again, at least. For so, some reason, uh, people missed my face. I honestly don't know what people want. So, I don't know what to do. But, who knows. You ready for the anyway. after show? I'm ready for intermission for the after show. Yep. <laughs> so, we will, for the Patreon supporters, we will see you in the after show. For everybody else, we'll see you next week. Well, not see you, but you'll you hear us hear next us week. Next week. Yeah. So, all right. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.